it's taught me that it's okay not to uh, not to do everything yourself. You know, you can have a, a big butt mission and, you know, make it happen. You know, it, it can really happen. And you don't have to kill yourself in the process. You have to both, you know, know to ask for help when you need it, be creative in how you can get it. And to know that, you know, if you are self-aligned, right, it's going to come a lot easier. Hey there, and welcome to the Tribe of Leaders podcast. I'm your host, Emmy Kirshner. I'm a serial entrepreneur, investor, and business coach for ambitious women who are boldly taking their business to the next level. And I believe that building a successful business isn't about working 24-7 just to merely meet a revenue goal. What it does take is a unique blend of dedication to purpose, courageous action, and frequently sheer will to overcome the odds that lead to meaningful impact and experiencing a life well lived. In each episode, you'll get to know the women and men who are unafraid to put it all on the line as they share the stories of success and failure that have made them incredible leaders and the magic they gift the world with. As you're listening, and I hope finding value, don't forget to share the Tribe of Leaders podcast with all of your other entrepreneurial friends and to follow us wherever you're listening to this podcast. Hey, Diana, I am so excited to have you on the show today. And I'm super curious, what is it that made you or inspired you to start your business and help people find their voices? Mm. Great question. And thank you very much for having me. I really appreciate it. It's, um, I've been looking forward to chatting. Yeah. Um, so what, what inspired me, um, actually, uh, you know, one of those, one of those universals, the universal knocks on the head is what, is what truly inspired me. I had worked for decades in the women's community, both, um, as a frontline worker, um, and as a consultant for, for decades. And it always seemed to be, although I wasn't kind of putting this together, I was just going where, where I thought I, you know, thought, oh, this will be good work. This will be fun work um, and meaningful work. But I really wasn't doing it with a lot of intention. But I ended up doing most of the work that I did was with women who were looking to use their voice either personally or, you know, for their community or something like that. So, um, so yeah, sailing along, everything was peachy and I thought everything was great. And then my husband kind of sat me down one day and said, oh, hey, I'm not happy. <laughs> And spoiler alert, we got through all that and we're still together. But I realized in doing the work that I needed to do to deal with that piece, my part of that piece, my realization was that I I had lost my own voice. Wow. I, okay. Yeah. I was not using it to, to be myself, to be authentic to myself, to do what I needed to do to, to maintain my own wholeness. Um, I was too busy looking after his and um, and our children's and our extended families, you know, so it was kind of that typical woman thing that um, that we do. And so it was that work that made me realize that my voice had been had been silenced by me. So I at that point, I trained as a coach. So that was 11 years ago. I trained as a coach and started to do more specific work with women on using their voice. 
So that was that was a while ago and, and things have shifted. But that was my original inspiration was that universal knock on the head that said, uh, hello, don't get too complacent. <laughs> you still have learning to do. Yeah. Wow. That must have been so interesting, too, to take the like have that moment and then be able to rediscover yourself. You know what? It was it was a really good process. I didn't think it was very good at the time. I was, you know, sure. it was, it, I, you know, all the all the emotions, right? All the feels, you know, anger, frustration, and how dare you? And here's the door, and all those things were happening for me at the time. But to, I mean, ultimately, whenever anything happens in our lives, especially in our relationships, which is everything in our lives we have to look at ourselves, you know, we have to see where our needs are not being met and how we can show up for ourselves and how we can show up as ourselves, you know, instead of the, the, um, the wife or the daughter or, you know, or the friend, you know, we need to, we need to know what our wholeness is and show up as that person in order to have the really great relationships. Yeah. With, with whomever. Absolutely. And I, I feel like in so many cases, we lose ourselves, particularly when it comes to kids. And it's easy. Like, it's not like, I don't think anybody's doing it on purpose. It's just, you're juggling a lot. Um, and kids are, they take everything I think you have. And then some. And then some. Yeah. And then some more. And then the, <laughs> yes. And then the grandkids come and then it's even more. Um, yeah, I know. I agree. I think that we do lose ourselves, especially in, in relationships with our children, because, you know, you can't always put yourself ahead of your kids. And, and a lot of times I think women see it as uh, an and or, you know, right. it's not... And, and it doesn't have to be, you know, we don't have to put our kids aside while we take care of ourselves. You know, we have to understand that there are a whole bunch of parts of us that we need to care for, you know, our spirituality, our physical needs, our nutritional needs, our relationships, our friendship, you know, our health, like all of those things. Right. We do have to take care of all those. Um, but if we are conscious of all those things, then what we need then um, then we can manage that, you know, as well as our as our families. Yeah, our little kiddos need us, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Our big kiddos need us. Mine yes. was of late, but they still need me occasionally. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. And do you have grandchildren? No, no, no. Okay. Okay. Just wait. Ready if for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like starting all over again. It's yeah. Let's just uh, let's just wait because they're they're calling and I really like to hang out with those little guys. Yeah, absolutely. Well, they're so much fun when they go away mm -hmm. after a bit too. So. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I think for me, like I've reflected a, a lot over the years. One, the self care self care piece of like. It was really important for me to take care of me um, so that I could model that for my kids who are both boys so that they saw that like being healthy and and having my own sense of self was really important so that they would be able to do that for themselves, which they did. And mm -hmm. sometimes I you know, wish they had not, but... but <laughs> <laughs> really cool to be like, you know what, my kid just had a boundary that like they're staying firm with. And that's, that made me happy, even though I wasn't enjoying it at the moment. Yeah. And then I had a moment, um, and I've talked about this on other podcast episodes, but 
where my older guy was in, I think like the fall of his senior year and I was a single mom. My younger guy would have been a sophomore. Um, and I was like, oh my God, they're going to leave. <laughs> and I was like, <gasps> like, I was so excited. <laughs> no but offense, it, kids. <laughs> yeah. But it really started like a whole piece for me of what what's next, right? Like I've been doing this mom thing for forever and that's great, but I get to have a whole new life outside of them. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that is exciting. You know, it really is. It really gives us, it's that opportunity to kind of come back to some of the things that we maybe, you know, didn't do quite as much as what we wanted to do when our kids were, or excuse me, when our lives were full of kids. Yeah. 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 Oh, I, I love that part. Oh, thank you. What are the, some of the other ways that we can lose our voice too? Like, like I'm sure it shows up in all areas of life. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, we can lose it by um, circumstances. We can lose it because we've had childhood trauma or, um, you know, we're in relationships that that silence us. And sometimes, you know, it, it can be so incredibly subtle that we don't notice until it's really ingrained. So it's whatever makes us want to not say what we know we need to say, <laughs> and it's not, um, it's not about in a lot of, a lot of, um, clients that I've worked with are, you know, they, they, they come ready to battle, you know, Oh, I'm going to find my voice and I'm going to tell that so-and-so such and such. And, and it's really not about that because we're not, I don't think intrinsically, I don't think we are fighters. You know, I think we have to say what's true to us. Um, once we know what's true to us, <laughs> right? but we don't have to say it in a way that is either hugely confrontational, we get to choose what that is in the moment, of course, but it's not so much a battle, right? It's an expression. So, you know, even finding your voice for me is not about speaking the words, it's just expressing exactly who we are. So it can be really subtle and it can be in any relationship and, it, you know, so, you know, moms, Sorry. <laughs> Moms can be a huge one for young women. Right. And um, and dads, you know, oh, my dad's going to be really disappointed in me if I do or I say, you know, or whatever it is. Um, bosses. That's a big one, too. Um, partners, of course. You know, and the more we kind of forget who we are through parenting, the harder that becomes for us to, you know, make the leap to be independent. You know, I, I like to think of relationships and all our relationships being, you know, one plus one equals three. Um, so we're whole, our partner is whole, and we get to create whatever the relationship is, uh, which may actually be the title of the next book. But <laughs> yeah, so it just becomes really, it, it, it's very subtle. We don't, you know, because we, we react really quickly to the things that, you know, if, we, if we're in a restaurant and someone is really rude to us, um, and, you know, we may not necessarily want to be rude back, but we don't feel real good about that either, you know, so sometimes we will snap back and walk away feeling kind of yucky. Right. Um, but, you know, that's the kind of stuff that kind of pops up for us that may be a little more recognizable than, you know, the day to day. Yeah. I, I guess I'm curious too, like that response of like, 
whether it's in a restaurant or someplace else, like somebody cuts you off in traffic and you're carrying it with you. Um, and it kind of messes up the rest of your day. How can you let go of that faster? You know, and I always teach my clients that, that mindset is huge because we can't, you know, we can't control anything that happens outside of us, right? We can only control ourselves. And if we know all, you know, if we know all of ourselves very deeply um, and, have, and have done that time, that healing time, so that, you know, we are comfortable with, with what we see and what we know, uh, comfortable enough to express it, then it's not, um, you know, it, it doesn't become that, um, it doesn't become that big of a deal. You know, it doesn't, we, we get to use that to respond in whatever way we choose. Did that answer the question? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. I'm also curious too, like if women really had, were empowered with their voices as a collective, what do you think would change in the world? Oh man. Well, you know what, I, I, I'll answer that, but I want to answer it again relative to men as well, if, okay. if I can after this. But so I think for women, if they if they really did use their voices, I think that we would have the um, we would have the positions and the power to be able to make political and, you know, overarching policy decisions. So there would be no, you know, um, you know, slurring sexual assaults, racism. I don't think any of those isms would be around. You right. know, we would be considered to be um, a full, you know, a full participant in life, no matter what our role was, even if we were at home for, you know, 50 years raising children. You know, it, it wouldn't matter between, you know, that woman and the, and the CAO, you know, it wouldn't matter. Right. So, yeah, I think that that's what would change. It would be that, you know, it would be that upper level. So we wouldn't have to, we wouldn't be what has been referred to and what I, how I referred to in the past too, second-class citizens, you know? So, um, yeah, that would be the big one. Yeah. So what are some steps we can t take to like start the, the ball rolling a little faster. So I, I mean, I see it happening. There's shifts, right? I think, I think with all of some the ugliness that we've been experiencing as of late, and the polarization, and just people, I think, being really upset and angry. There's also shifts in the way business is being done from a leadership perspective. I think with the Great Resignation, it's you know we've we've seen a change in people saying, you know what, I'm not going to put up with being exhausted and overworked and underappreciated. But what else can we do to start really seeing, I think, even bigger shifts so that we come into a place of understanding? Right. Um, you know what? I think that it belongs to us individually. I mean, that's that's where it all has to begin. Yeah. And my so the, the work that I do is very much about taking responsibility for your experiences. You know, there, there are, you know, there are different, different pieces of work that I do with women. And that's always the first one. You have to be prepared to take responsibility for your experiences because nobody else is going to make them what you want them to be. You know, if they do, maybe that's a little bit of icing, but you can never count on, you, you can't, even if you, you know, this is your lifelong partner that you adore. You can't count on anybody else to give you what you need. They don't know what you need. We, we're the ones that know that. So that's that's the first piece. And the second piece is that I, I generally have found that, that we don't take the time to know who we are. 
you know, we're too, we're too busy. So I, I do a piece of work called uh, deep core mapping just to give everybody the opportunity to figure out exactly who you are. So it's, it's a matter of combining um, even things that we don't even think are important, but they are elements of us. So, you know, your hair is a beautiful color. And so, um, you know, that's, that's your color. That's, that's what you choose. So that's something important about you because you get to choose that, you know, um, this is the kind of person that I like to have as a friend. These are the, you know, the, the, um, the the parts of a friend that I think are really valuable to me that I like to have in my life. So that's very important too that we know about. You know, even things like your favorite color. You know, to, you know, for me, I always kid and say it's it's that I'm you know I don't wear you know four inch heels anymore. You know, <laughs> I just can't. So you know, it's it's all those things, and then it's also your values. You know, that's huge. And any coach will tell you that, right? That it's, that it's, you know, your values are so important. If we are, if we have a certain value and we are clear about what that is, then we, we can see where we're living to that value and where we're not, where, we're, where we are ignoring it. And, and I always, always, always push that, you know, if we understand a value, we, we not only need to behave based on that value, we need to expect other people to behave in that way to us. That becomes part of what's comfortable to us and makes us make choices between, you know, well, I want to hang out with so-and-so, mm, not so much because I'm not, you know, I, I don't have that same relationship. Yeah. So it's that that deep core mapping to get right in there. And, and you know, and we even do a little bit of spiritual stuff too, you know, and it, just going inside and seeing what's there and knowing um, what's really, really, really important to us. Mm -hmm. So, so knowing all that, we know how to, how to behave, right? And yeah. a lot. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh no, I was just I was gonna say at the time that like I had that realization that I was like, oh my god, the kids are gonna leave, and I get to have a life um, or a different <laughs> life. I spent a lot of time thinking about what I wanted, like over the next two and a half years, and then and it was a lot of for me of, oh maybe I'll do this, and I'm like, nah, I don't really like that. So there's a lot of exploration, but it, it has become foundational in how I decide what I'm doing and exactly what you were saying, like who I want to hang out with and my my core values, which all of my clients know I harp on all the time because it really helps you stay aligned on your purpose if you're making decisions from that place. So it's it was really interesting as I started talking about that. There were I met so many women who were like, "Oh my god, I haven't even thought about it." Mm. And they're like, "Oh," and then they were like, "Well, maybe I should." I'm like, "Well, you do you. Like, <laughs> don't feel like you need to have my process. Like, this is just my process." But yeah, yeah, but but we don't. You know, we don't think about that. We just kind of roll with the punches, and away we go. You know, oh yeah, okay, you want to do this? Yeah, sure, let's do it. But how much more? aligned are we and I love that works and I love to use that word I think that you know self-alignment is where we have to be and as long as we are self-aligned we're able to use our voices mm -hmm. right it's it makes yeah. that much easier so when we when we are making decisions from that then yeah we can we feel so much better and and it's um it's feeling I think from the heart space you know, we're making decisions based on our heart and our soul. But, you know, for people who are not there, then, you know, heart is it. And that's, I think they're the same thing, but that's just me. To be able to make decisions from the heart, to honor what you need and want, because it's all there. 
you know, to honor that is huge. Absolutely yeah. huge. Yeah. You obviously did it. <laughs> yeah. Well, yes. Um, cause I, I'm a planner too. So like, mm. I need to know where I'm going. <laughs> Uh, I think that was some of it too, along with the excitement of like, oh, light at end of tunnel. <laughs> and not that I didn't yeah. away like raising my kids. I did. I'm not going to, but it was my ex-husband moved a couple hours away. So it was me all the time and having more ability to do what I want when I wanted just was really appealing at the time. Yes. yes. And it probably still is. I mean, you wouldn't go back. No. You'd never go back. No, no. Know? I'm all done with the small children other than potential grandchildren that been. <laughs> <laughs> that, and, that, and that'll be another time, right? Where you'll put yeah. your hand to your heart and say, okay, what do I really want here? You know, I know for yeah. me, it's spending time with them, you know, so I've cut back my work hours so that I can do that. Yeah. You know, it's, that's really important to me. They're not, they're not going to be little for long. So yeah, no, no. no and you yeah. want to have those relationships too. So yes. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's part of a bigger part of family too, for me, but anyway, that's another conversation. Yeah. <laughs> what about the guys? Like oh, where, okay. where can they also find their voices and where do they get stuck more? Guys get stuck primarily, I mean, there are many places, just like women. I mean, they're really not that different from women. Um, guys get stuck primarily, though, in, um, in that essence of what a man is supposed to be. So, you know, don't be, don't be vulnerable. Don't be a baby. You know, don't cry. Like all those things that, that you know, boys are taught growing up. And, and, they, and they feel like that's what they need to do. Now, women, you know, women have similar influences they're not the same but we all you know i always say we you know we we pop out of the womb and we are whole selves <laughs> and then suddenly the world decides to you know give a whole bunch of social expectations to our parents who teach them teach them to us and then as we grow up of course there are more and more and more so for the for the men that that primarily and that's certainly what has come come through this book um, it wasn't the only influence but that was a really big one was that they they needed to be a certain way and sometimes it was even about um, you know trauma and their their own parenting and how they um, how they responded to that because it messed with them so much you know that that level trauma um, and then choosing to be themselves and finding out who that was. So it really isn't all that different than women, um, but, it, but it, you know, it's just different, different influences. What was, um, what made you want to write the book? Well, you know what, so, so this is number four in the series and the whole, uh, the entire series has the same goal and that is to, um, to offer the writers a platform for healing because, you know, when we're writing, I don't know whether you're right or not, but I'm sure you'll, you'll get this, that, you know, when we're writing about um, our history or our stories, it's really empowering, really and very cathartic, very, you know, for a lot of people, it's, um, they just kind of sail through it. Most people do not, they, you know, it really gives them pause to, to think and to be there with it, which, you know, is kind of like that other, you know, that little layer of onion. Here's one more, one more piece, right? Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I think just in that onion just keeps growing, right? It's like, what? 
And then the next, the next, the next piece is that I really wanted to offer a platform for other people to be able to use their voice, right? So that, so that readers could take a look and say, wow, that's similar to my story. You know, it's, it's that creating awareness, you know, for me, it's all about awareness. So the more I can offer that out, the better. And, um, and being that, you know, my big, but I won't swear, but my big butt mission is to, is to change, you know, um, change the, the landscape so that people can actually use their voices and know that that's, that lives in them. You know, I needed to, I needed some help with that. Obviously I couldn't do that all myself. So these books have been great for that because they really do offer, you know, men and women. The first three were all about women. This is the first one that is all male. So yeah, both those things have been offered. That was, that was the beginning of it. You know, how do I, how do I get some support with this? And then how do I use it to, to support people that, that are, that, you know, are, are either voiceless or voice challenged, I like to call it, because, you know, most of us are not completely silenced, right? We have our, we have our moments. Yes, we do. We're going to have the links for all your books in the show notes, but you have a, like another book in the works or that you're thinking about? <laughs> I'm thinking about it, but I haven't, um, I haven't committed to it yet. So, but, but yes, if it does happen, it will be about relationships. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, am thinking that, you know, maybe bringing in both partners, you know, his story, her story, their story. You know, I don't know. Yeah. It's all just, that would be super fun. I think it would be fun too. And I, I'm, yeah, it's, it's close, but I, I just want to think about things like spending time with those grandbabes and, (laughs) and that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I think it could be, I think it could be really cool. Yeah. What has all of your work so far taught you about leadership? Uh, it's taught me that it's okay not to uh, not to do everything yourself. You know, you can have a, a big butt mission and, you know, make it happen. You know, it, it can really happen. And you don't have to kill yourself in the process. You have to both, you know, know to ask for help when you need it, be creative in how you can get it, and to know that, you know, if you are self-aligned, right, it's going to come a lot easier. Your decisions will become a lot easier. You'll know, you know, what feels right compared to what doesn't feel right. And you'll know your direction in a clearer way than if you, you know, if your alignment is doing one of these. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what are some of the ways that you get help with your, your huge, gigantic mission? <laughs> Um, you know what I, well, there are the books to begin with. And, um, this one actually is publishing. It will be published by the time we are live. So I'm very, very excited about that. The the whole author group is just jumping today. So there is that. The other piece that I do that has a, a wider impact is because of course, every, every woman that you touch learn something and then they impart it to their kids or their partners or their best friends. So, you know, you have that. But the other one that that has a, a wider kind of audience is I do a certification for Find Your Voice Healers. So I invite holistic healers to come and do this training with me, which is based on the work that I've done for as many years as I've been around, it feels like. And um and then they get trained and certified and then they take it and they use it with 
um, along with their own, they're holistic healers. So they all have a different, a little different practice, you know, most spiritually based. Um, they, um, they mix it in whatever way they integrate it in whatever way they are comfortable doing in their own practice. So they are literally taking my work and applying it outside, which is awesome. Oh, very, cool. very proud yeah. So you get to like grow your ripple effect with other people who are kind of taking on your, your framework and your way of working to expand their yes. practices. Yes. I never would have dreamed that that would happen, you know, but, um, but it has, and I, I'm super grateful for it. Yeah. It's awesome. That is awesome. I love it. So if somebody wanted to do the certification, what do they have to do? Uh, literally to get connected about it. Yeah. Right. Okay. So just find me at Diana at cravemorelife.com. Just, you know, slip me an email. I'll send you all the information about it. You know, the timing. I'm going to um, start up again in October, early okay. October, and we'll go for um, six weeks, um, part of a day for six weeks. And um, yeah, so I'll give, I'll, I'll explain everything to whoever reaches out. I'm happy to, happy to talk about it. It's always, yeah, it excites me to talk about it. So <laughs> yeah, I'd love to, <laughs> love to hear from people. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. What is uh, one of the biggest challenges you've had with your business? Uh, okay. So this is going to sound probably um, kindergarten level because, you know, I know a lot of people um, get over this <laughs> really soon and I've been in business for a long time. It, for me, the, the biggest challenge is not to, um, to give it all away. Because there is, you know, there's a huge part of me that knows that um, there are people that need this, this information and they need this training and they need this, you know, um, they need this growth for themselves. But they, they, you know, they can't afford to hire a coach. They can't afford to take a, a certification. You know, they, they can't. So that's the hardest part, you know, and, and I've kind of I've balanced that by offering um you know, so many spaces, I always keep one-to-one spaces, I keep two open all the time, uh, free. So, um, or pay what you can, I do that sometimes as well, just to, just for that, you know, to honor that peace, you know, in my heart that says that, you know, it, this is, this is about giving back, you know, I, I honestly, my, uh, my goal is not to have an empire. My goal is to spread the word and have fun and, and enjoy it and, um, and improve, you know, the lives of people that I touch. So, yeah. Well, it sounds like you're doing that. It feels like it and I love it. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. So you've got this book coming out and it's find your voice, save your life. Number four. Yeah. Right. And you might write another book. What else is on the agenda um, besides the certification in October for you? Um, you know what? Not, not a lot. And partially because this is time to take care of me and what I, you know, the other things that I need to do and, and have chosen to do. So I, I literally have, like, as of September, my work schedule declines and my kids schedule increases. So I, I you know, I'm only, I'm only doing, you know, three days of a kid run, picking them up from school and taking them home for a couple hours until their mom gets home. But that's, that's good. That's, that's nice time. So yeah, I, I really had to shift things up in my schedule to be able to honor that. 
and I'm and I'm happy to do that. So I'm not, I, you know, I'm that. That's it. Those two things are my are my big <laughs> are my big um, future projects and and current projects. So yeah. So I don't have a lot of um, stuff hiding in behind me, waiting to pop out. That's that's it, and okay. I feel good about that. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you've got a really great flow with work and and your priorities. I've been writing about that uh, recently too, because I think. I really believe that we are in this culture of overwhelm and it's up to us to stop it. Like exactly. we don't need another productivity hack or a higher performance level. It's really just taking, serving what's important to you and doing less and making some hard choices. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think on the other side of hard choices is one disrupting the norm, but two getting your life back and and your health and your energy. Um, so it sounds like you're kind of in that place where you have flow regularly. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a must. And honestly, I couldn't do this work if I if I didn't take care of myself. I really couldn't. Um, and, I, and I think it's really important to note that that when we when we do take care of ourselves, we are stronger. So we can we actually can do more than what we can tolerate when we're when we're ill. Actually, and there and there maybe there is a little something that's happening that I that I didn't mention. So we're actually a friend of mine are, are collaborating over a um, over a project to and it probably will be maybe a DIY workbook or something like that mm -hmm. on just you know full conscious caring for ourselves. I hate to use the, the term self-care because, you know, I don't want anybody to think that just go paint your nails or, you know, going for a pedicure is going to solve everything, right? It, yeah. it won't. It's much larger than that. And as soon as we take responsibility for ourselves and start to understand that, hey, you know what, my every decision I make needs to be a conscious one. I need to do it for a reason that I'm really clear about and intentional about. And, um, and from there, I'm going to be much more solid and much stronger and healthier, you know, adrenal fatigue. Hello. I can't count the number of women that I've met with adrenal fatigue. You probably have too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. So, and once we're there, I mean, we can do, you know, it's not just work in our businesses, you know, it's strength for our families, wherever we choose to, to put our time and energy, you know? So yeah. 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 It's, it's a good thing to do. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Like, you know, this has been so much fun. Um, share mm. with everybody where people can get connected with you. Sure. So my website is cravemorelife.com. Mm. And um, I'm Diana with two N's, just in case you put that in first. If you're going to send me uh, a private message, then Diana at cravemorelife.com. Um, yeah, come in and check out the website and, um, and slip me an email and say, hey, and, you know, even just slip me an email and tell me what you thought about the podcast. I'd love to hear that too. That's always kind of yeah, fun. Absolutely. Yeah. I love getting feedback. Yeah, me too. Um, and it's wonderful to have the conversation, like just what resonates with everybody. So everybody yeah. who's listening, send email or hit either one of us up on Instagram or whatever social channels you're on. So yes, please. That'd be awesome. Visions are, I think the way to heal so many different things. Absolutely. But I'm so glad that you were able to hang out with me today and I'm really appreciating our conversation. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. And I, I have appreciated it too. It's really, it's nice to share. It was also nice to get to know you a little bit better too, yeah. <laughs> which is awesome. 
I do, I really do, you know, conversations, I think like this are really important. Um, you know, we're not, we're not talking, you know, stuff that isn't going to impact every woman. We're talking about stuff that will impact every woman. So, um, and man, actually, when they get the book and, and give it a read, mm-hmm. do you have, do we have time? Can I toss in just a little something? Oh yeah, of course. Just a quick, okay. So I just, what I wanted to mention about the men's book is that, Part of what I really, really love about it is that uh, it's certainly the vulnerability of men, but its impact on women. This this book will has has shown me when I went through all the all the chapters, it really showed me the kind of man that we all should be looking for in in relationships. You know. Um, it's that vulnerability is it really allows these guys to show up and 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 they op, they really operate from their heart space. Uh, there is no joke to that. These men are kind. They are um, they're grateful. They express that. I've never received so many heart emojis after message ever from from a colleague, and they're all completely appropriate. You know, uh, for and for some of us who have done some really deep end feminist work. Right. It, you know, you kind of, you know, I watch stuff that comes across social media for men. You know, I watch it really carefully. Um, these guys are the opposite of all that. So I would really encourage women to get this book and to read it just as, you know, that little bit of awareness about, oh, yeah, this is what this is what relationships can really look like. So vulnerability, I think, um, is the new norm, I think, for men. Yeah. So thank you for letting me throw that. In. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. I like that. That's a great like little snippet. Vulnerability is a new norm. Yeah. I'm happy to send you a copy of this book too. Thank you. I would love that. Welcome. Thank awesome. you for having me. Oh, you're welcome. appreciate it. Thank you so much for being a listener of the Tribe of Leaders podcast. I am so grateful for each and every episode that you tune in and listen to. And I hope that you get a ton of value that you can implement starting today. I do have just a quick favor. If you wouldn't mind hopping on to wherever it is that you listen to podcasts and leave us a rating and review, it would help us tremendously so that the Tribe of Leaders podcast can be found more easily and help inspire other entrepreneurial leaders. 